Subscribing while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow Grimes. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I threw it up. <laughs> Welcome to Driving Wall Awesome. My name is Lane. My name is Art. And I am Ryan. I make YouTube videos. What? Unboxing. Your name is? What? Ryan. Your what? name is? Yeah. <laughs> ticka, 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 Ryan. <laughs> that song was rad when it came out. It was kind of a. It was pretty. Uh, it was so different, right? Yeah, it was. There was I, never I, anything like that. I was gonna say revolutionary, but that's not it, what I meant. It was. It, I, I mean, it was a revolution. It kind of was. I mean, yeah, yeah we had out. never, we had never heard something like that, and it was yeah. like so, like it, it didn't take itself seriously, and yeah, right, especially crazy. when everything was about rims and blades, and I think uh, you didn't know whether or not you should like it or hate it. Yeah, you know, it was really polarizing. It's very catchy. Super yeah. catchy. Yeah. It wasn't cool to like Eminem. Kind of wasn't, but it kind of was, was in some circles. It was okay. Yeah. I, th- I think you're nailing it with the uh, didn't really know what to think about it. Yeah. It was like in between. You're kind of like, wait, should I say that's cool? Should I yeah. say I like it? Because I sing it in my car. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Should I say it or should I go... Because a lot of those songs, like I think, I think when I first heard it too, I thought it was gonna be like a one hit wonder. You yeah. know, it has all the the like signs of being a one hit wonder. Yeah, you're like it's it's kind of like all those those then, late nineties songs. But then he followed up with the thrift shop song, <laughs> <laughs> the Macklemore song. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was the other white rapper that well. we enjoyed for being like loose and yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah, but he got all serious too. Macklemore oh, did. Yeah. Oh. Well, um, so did Eminem. So did Eminem. Right? Eminem is, yeah, yeah, exactly. So R.I.P. Eminem. Whoa, what? You <laughs> <laughs> heard, heard it here. First. You heard it here first, folks. Kim, so, uh, speaking of white rappers, um, Kim got to him before yeah. he did. Uh, the there, I, I got a new thing on my Instagram feed. It's an advertisement for wakeboard racing or jet. Wake racing. Uh-huh. It says, if you love F1, do you love F1? So do we. So do we. You'll love wakeboard, jet wakeboard racing. And it just reminded me, I feel like, uh, Vanilla Ice has his hands all over this somehow, oh, but it's yeah. like they have race courses set up just like you would see old school jet ski rate race courses. Oh. But people are, surfing on these boards with hand controls oh. and they're like jet boards. And so you're going in and you're like diving into turns and they somehow tied it to formula one racing. Like how is that tied to formula one? Well, they the, formula one racers love it is oh, what they say. So there were some formula one racers like, that must've tried it. Daniel Ricardo was like, that's cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so then that's their mark. And, and so they're targeting people like us. Sounds kind of cool. Daniel Ricardo it actually likes looks, their post. Yeah, yeah. It looks really cool, actually. Yeah, it yeah. seems kind of cool. I know my brother would go to all the, um, is it just wakeboard competitions or something? Or like, 
in these like so it's like these the, man-made the rivers toe, yeah with or it was the toe stuff oh yeah it was the toe stuff hold on yeah and it it zips you down the yeah toe line. and they make these like man-made rivers yeah in or just florida lakes. they're or, lakes yeah right? but they're oh, like, i guess oh no yeah, like man-made like rivers, canals right? like yeah in florida with jumps and stuff right and you just get towed down it yeah yeah and my brother would go to these competitions in florida I don't know what he'd do at him, but he would go as a representative of O'Neill wetsuits. Hmm. Um, yeah, he was like specializing in that for a yeah, while, right? Yeah. That's got to be a weird scene. It must be so white <laughs> trash. Right? <laughs> really bizarre. Dude. You're not setting those up in California. No, no. Well, at least coastal I've California. I've seen them. Like, you see them along the road, like big yeah, islands, right? Like, yeah. Islands. Yeah. I've seen them. I've never, I mean, it seems kind of fun, though. Yeah, super weird, though. I'm hmm. never going to find this jet surf. Competition. I don't. Um, I'm into Formula One, and I would like to let everyone know that I made a what did I make a proclamation? What what do you call that? Remember, I watched the the Netflix documentary, the Netflix thing on Formula One. Yeah, Drive to Survive or whatever. And I said, I'm super. This is awesome, and it's gotten me rejuvenated in Formula One, and I'm gonna watch all all the races next season. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of people said, "No, nah, you can't do it, man." Oh, but I persevered. Like you, cl- you click it, and you okay. You you just make the claim. Officially. I made the I made the claim. Like yeah. basically, you, I was like, to it because I watched that that drive to survive, and I'm like, dude, this is so rad. Like, yeah. and it got me like, I feel like it like reintroduced me because I didn't watch Formula One in like ten years or something or more. Yeah, I guess 2008 was the last time I really was watching it at all. And it like it got me fresh, like it got me up to date on all the drivers, which is the hardest part about getting into any sport Mm -hmm. is like knowing what teams and what players and who's this and all that stuff. And that's what's fun about, I think, sports, too. It's like the personalities, right? It's not all it's not just watching the racing. It's like, oh, I hate that guy. I like that guy. That guy. That guy's awesome. Oh, dude, watch. He's going to do this because I know it. Oh, fuck that guy. You know, all that. Also, the dynamics of like. You know, there's the relationships between the different the off track and the on and track like the on track. Like, oh, shit, this guy's approaching yeah. this guy. We know there's beef there or yeah. they're kind of like they, they fuck around with each other. You yeah. Know, like, so yeah. Kinda, like they're friendly. Yeah. So this series got me super. It, it's a great it, it's like I mean, I really think it's like the one of the best like documentary style series I I've ever seen. seen it. Yeah. Um, because it, it it does so much in such a short amount of time. Mm. But it also goes like pretty in depth into like a, a lot of the drivers, you know, yeah. um, background and their backgrounds, families and like their the way they get along with each other and all that kind of stuff. And then um, I was like, it got me super into it where I was like, I was invested in these like characters and these these players in F1 uh, again, like I was back in the Mika Hakkinen days and, you know, Michael Schumacher and Ralph yeah. Schumacher and all that stuff. And uh, I've. I've since then I've watched uh, every race this year, and Sweet. the season's almost over. Well, yeah. okay. And what's so, your? I'm not. I'm what's not your bragging or anything? Yeah. But I watch a lot of TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's 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 dedication. I mean, to something yeah. and like following. But, it but I've right. really enjoyed it too, and I think it's yeah. been a, I think it's been a really good season. Like super fun to watch. Um. So what are your tricks then for making it happen? For watching at these weird times? Uh, well, Do you I, have it's, any? It's all on demand. So that's okay. and that's so the best routine? thing from when I used to watch Formula One. I would ha- you'd have to wake up at whatever time the race was on, or right. else you wouldn't be able to watch it, dude. And like, 
I remember waking up at like four in the morning to watch a race or even like three in the morning, two in the morning, something, you know, depending on where the race was just to watch a race. And so my routine is that, um, I usually try to wake up and watch the race live and it's not too hard for me because it's six o'clock in the morning usually on a Sunday. And that's like, I usually wake up, you know, maybe I'll sleep until seven naturally or something like that, but I can wake up at six and I'll usually just like, I don't even have to set an alarm. I'll just wake up, you know, cause I know I want to watch it. Um, and if I wake up too late, too late, I'll just, you know, and that's good too. Cause the family's still asleep. So I can just watch it. Um, right. which is the best thing one. about it yeah. because if it's like, if I'm into baseball, like I used to be, um, you know, a game would start at seven o'clock or something. And that's like really hard to do right? when you have a family here, just like sitting there watching baseball and everyone else is like doing their routines, you right. know, and right. dinner and stuff. It's kind of weird. Everybody's got to be into it. But yeah, so I've been doing that and then you could watch, you know, it's all online so I can watch it on my phone. I could watch it on the road. Um, last weekend in Boston, I woke up super early and watched it by myself. Um, like the replay. Yeah, but we did watch, uh, watch like them. the practices like pretty close to live. It wasn't yeah, live. Yeah. We, we just barely missed them, but yeah, yeah, it's, I agree with you. I mean, I, I'm, I think it's been a very interesting season. I think it's a much better season than last year. Uh, and I've been watching kind of consistently for, you know, for a while, uh, even though I wasn't as into it, but I mean, just knowing like that you're into it and like, yeah. you know, we'll be in the same space. So yeah, it's, and we it's, can it's talk about it and we stuff. can have those discussions and it yeah. makes it way more interesting. Yeah. It's fun to have other people that are into it so you can talk about it. And then I've, I've noticed myself, you know, I follow the accounts and stuff and you see like, like there was the big last weekend, there was a crash, you know, or Albon went in and basically, um, dive bombed um lando Nor- Nor- norris and ma- basically pushed norris off and norris is like he pushed me off he pushed me off and and uh like you see the comments and it's like norris like made like albon writes like oh it's my best finish ever fourth place and he's and norris comments on it like yeah because you just push everyone off the track in front of you and he's like smiley face, laugh, 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 and they're, they're like heckling, like they're like good friends with each other, you know? They're like totally fine. I mean, and that. that's a rad thing where and the it's fans super cool. can watch them interacting, Dude, yeah, with each other because like, of social media. Follow tweets. Yeah. We see all this stuff, and yeah. they're like, and they're like heckling each other, and then like Landau and Carlos signs like the coolest relationship I've ever seen in F one, dude. Like, yeah, those guys are hilarious together, you know? And they just heckle each other, and like. Um, and it's you, really and then cool. Individually, if you're into one of the drivers, you can follow their Instagram yeah. account or whatever. And yeah. you can like, dude, you and, just have so much access. And all the teams stuff. have YouTube channels. Uh, so they all make these like yeah. behind the scene, like McLaren does this like unboxed and they just like, it's like super, I mean, it's like background stuff. It's just them walking around, like talking to the guys and you know, it's like very behind the scenes, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm excited for it's the just new documentary. Kind of cool. Be, oh, you know, dude, it's, it's gonna be so good. And Ferrari will hopefully be on, and, and McLaren, and Mercedes. Mercedes. Be on this time, yeah, yeah, and and then like um, like on the I saw a little video from like a plane ride after the last race, and it was like Daniel Ricardo's passed out sleeping, and Sean Leclerc is just going up to him, and they're filming. Yeah, and Leclerc's just sticking his finger in his nose and yeah. like going like that, and then. And then later on, like Leclerc comes out of the bathroom and someone, I forget who it was. Oh, Ricardo. He's like, 
God, what were you doing in there? It's been like 30 minutes, dude. <laughs> like, you know, like, actually. Yeah. So. That's the one thing that you, I guess a lot of people forget is like, they are a traveling circus. So like, it's, it's a unique thing where they're yeah. traveling all over the world together as a group. They eat together. A lot of times they travel together. You know, they're just constantly around each other, but mm-hmm. like, um, you would assume that it's like they're rivals and they just like hate each other and yeah. all that. And of course there's tension, but like, dude, and during the race, yeah, they're going to talk shit. Like, yeah, if you were, if we were all in a race, I'd be like, fucking Brian. Yeah. Fuck that guy. He just fucking cut me off. But yeah. it's not like, it's not like later on, I'd be like, I'm not talking to Brian. You know, it's like, that's just, that's just <laughs> fuck it. It's like heat, heat in the moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah it's definitely interesting. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with you. It's it's been a good season. Uh, it's kind of I I feel sad as we wind down because then you have that big break. I know one and like when you're used to like your routine. I At least that... we can look forward to the Netflix series now. Yeah, like that's kind of a cool like off off season right. thing to look it forward to. The seasons, yeah, yeah. bridge the gap. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I am also hoping that there's more of that kind of classic content being you know added and just kind of unique documentary stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they'll do like those profiles on on specific drivers or you know, yeah. stuff like that so which is great i mean the to have on the app you know yeah no it's cool that's like 79 bucks for the year for the app you know if anyone's yeah into it's it. so worth it super cool um but yeah i just wanted to i guess talk about that congratulations um, yeah dude I'm just, i just want to get accolades i'm gonna like yeah Congratulations. I want like a poster up here. Congrats, Celine, for watching like next every time race. you come into the office here, like yeah. there's gonna be a banner, like yeah, or yeah. one of those like little curved uh you know like, the ones that, that have the hanging letters? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh like, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll say like Lane sat on his ass for this long and watched television. It'll be like yep. congrats, Lane, true F one fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> true F one fan. That's a nice And it's like cheese. I can see it. It's like the almost not iridescent letters, but it's like the shiny metallic blue. Uh huh. Oh yeah, that'd be dope. Mm-hmm. I'm we can get him a cake with a caricature of Lane. And like a number one or something. And it's like Maybe him sitting, sitting on his couch. Car. It's like, dude, I can totally see it. It's like <laughs> him sitting on his couch, but he's got his phone in one hand yeah. while he's watching the TV. Yeah, yeah. And we're trying to mirror it for like 10 minutes. It's me like, I'm like, fuck, I got to turn off my like auto stop or whatever. You know, like, yeah. what's that thing in your settings where it's like uh, shut down after 30 seconds? You have to put that to uh, never. Oh, right, right. Or yeah, else it'll like... Because the screen... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it's the same thing. You put the app on the, on the TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have to un- Unboxed of the behind-the-scenes yeah, exactly. lane watching the, yeah. as a fan. Go through the whole like thing. I'm like, fuck, dude, I can't get it to work. Oh, no. I have to reset because the app kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know which one you use, but um, I can't remember which one I use. What? Oh, you're talking about the app. Yeah, yeah. No, I... Yeah. How, how are you keeping up? Are you small. keeping up with this or what? Yeah, same stuff. I mean, it's... I you're mean, watching all of them? You're just... So humble about it. Well, <laughs> I know not like me over here bragging. Yeah. What, um, dude? Well, I actually, uh, I, I mean, Lane's gangster like this. He's getting up super early and doing all that. I don't do any of that. I just, if it's not like, like at 10 a.m. on a Sunday, you know, I'm, I'm not going to watch it. I'll, I'll so probably, you are, you do have the family just milling around. I and, just watch it whenever. Like basically it's at the end of the day. I'll, I'll just watch the rerun while you're whenever. getting your foot massage. The cool thing is you can watch it anytime and that's pretty yeah. rad. And like, and it's like you can watch the qualifying and the it's practice. It's almost like yeah. getting a time uh, for Pikes Peak now that they paved it, though. It's different. 
What do you it's mean? It's not as special anymore because you used to, oh, it used you had, to be such a call. Yeah, but like and, now everybody can watch it but, at any time. But on the flip, it was so hard to dedicate. It was like real work to do that. That's why it was and, impressive. But you almost didn't. In, Just like going up the uh, Pikes Peak yeah. in the dirt was impressive. And you almost enjoy it because you're like, I watched it. But yeah. now you're able to do it when you have other stuff going on in your life. Yeah. You're able to watch it, right? Like squeezing in, yeah. I mean, I actually I look forward to it. I mean, I really look forward to it. I'm like yeah, every sure. week. I'm like, oh yeah, Thursday I, like I'll even watch the fucking Thursday press conference, dude. Yeah, yeah. All of it, yeah, for sure. There's I rare. watched Zero F one and I wa- did not watch that. Dude, uh, you gotta watch documentary. I mean you have Netflix, right? Yeah. Dude, you gotta I mean you should try and watch that. The Maybe I'll just try for the next go around. Yeah. The one that I do like to watch that I cannot miss as a live one is the first one of the season. And we've done that, you know, the one in the city. There's like a bar, you know, where. Uh, is that Australia? Typically? Yeah. 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 It and, has uh, been the last and that's a ton years. of fun. And it lets it, you know, it's 10 p.m. or whatever. It's not, it's not super, you know, uh, uh, inconvenient, but, crack but it's, Foster's. it's great. Yeah. Just make sure that that one I have to watch live. Just, I don't know. It's kind of a, uh, not necessarily a ritual, but, you know, kind of a routine that I've had for many years. And, I love to have to watch that. But otherwise, what I was going to mention though is I will, a lot of the races I will watch after the fact. And of course, you, I'm, I'm fucking going through Instagram and shit's being posted all day. Right. And it's like, damn it. Now I know who fucking won or damn it. Now I know, you know, it's like, you can so, never get away with it's so hard. Yeah. Cause like even if it, even, even if I mute like the F1 channel or one of the yeah, many I follow, your, all like your jerk friends are talking some about random it. person will post something or yeah. whatever. Or I'll be like, dude, I, the other day, like I was like, cause on news, I have like automotive or autos or I don't even remember what it is. I have one of those checked off. And so it was like news that popped up on my phone on, when I swipe, you know, you swipe you right. You a little preview of it and you yeah, see the person's yeah. name. It's like, ah, yeah. So yeah. And you like can't help but read it. <laughs> like, so, um, yeah, at that but, point, it's not about the what is the how, right? So yeah. you're like, all right, I still want like the other day. I like before I had watched the race, I, and I see I've followed Daniel Ricardo and he's like, it's like great finish seventh from 16th. I'm like, ah, fuck. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's like one that you definitely want to watch. Yeah, like exactly. Front, like you kind of already know, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's been fun. Um, Times, dude. but you guys have any, uh, does anyone have any project? Updates? Yeah, I do. So I was gone last podcast. Um, when I went to cars and coffee, I had gotten my car back. I've, I had had it for two days, I think. And, um, or yeah, a few days morning motors. Yeah. Before um, you go into the mechanicals. Yeah. Side corner light. Have you replaced that fucking thing? No, I haven't. Cause he, it's his headlight. It's dude. the whole headlight. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, like it's the bracket on the headlight item, is broken. All there's three mounting points. Yeah. All three are broken on the corner light. Yeah. On the headlight. One should be okay. No, on the corner, corner light. So one of the, mounts for the corner light is on the headlight yeah one mount should be fine is what i've heard so i guess i'm kind of tying it together like i have to get a new headlight too and mine are hids oh wait but you still have one way to mount a corner light to the headlight there are three mounting points for it and you still have no 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 uh not there's only one mounting point on the headlight there are two other mounting points for this light oh one is underneath like yeah. bolted to the undercarriage a little bit and then the other one is on the fender itself there's mm. a little tab oh so you should be fine right 
Well, I, I have to re- replace something to be able to get a single mounting point that's good. Oh. Uh, gotcha. But I had ah. been I had been tying it together with getting new a new light, and then because it's an HID, it's like a pretty expensive proposition. What is and that? Twelve hundred bucks or something? I, apparently, it's like seven hundred per. Oh. If you get like you know from BMW, I found. Well, like, it seems cheap. A guy who seven hundred dollars well, I mean, for a, a single light. Yeah, I'm not okay. It's not cheap, but. It's less than I thought it would be for an HID from and the... I, I think you can get eBay stuff for much cheaper. But I feel like you can get one used somewhere. So I found one, a full set of Bosch HIDs in good shape, the lights and the blinkers for 500 bucks in Napa. He was not interested in shipping. He said, I got to come pick them up. He said, uh-huh. it's too fragile. He didn't want to... Yeah. It was too big. He didn't want to ship it. I don't know if they're still available. That, that in you know, looking at the options, that's uh, that's a good price yeah. for real Bosch ones. Um, but I haven't even I haven't even done the search to look for them on eBay. I think there's probably a a generic version that's like yeah. kind of a standard. So there's I don't know. There's for, probably used ones on eBay too. Uses yeah, very good yeah. call. But I don't but know. I, about I, that, I, that now that era. we say it out loud, I should probably just get the mount. It, there's a plastic bracket that's the lower mount. Like I should probably just pay fifty bucks for that. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. But I sh- but also it ties in like I I did want to replace them with amber lights instead of the. Oh yeah. So it's probably like go on eBay, try to find a used set of ambers uh-huh. or cheap knockoffs, and then the lower bracket. lower bracket. Oh cool. And so then that would be at least one. So I just I I just looked this up. So that literally um, took you like five seconds. You can get. And like, I've had this problem for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so that. there's a there's a company called Depot, and they're yes, from Taiwan. That's and they make them. Yeah, and yes. they're great. Like yeah. I have actually. You have had, the lights on your M3. I had like the the glass Euro replicas. Yeah. Uh, from Depot, and they were they were awesome. They they you know they. And that's who makes like a lot of the aftermarket corner markers and. Stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, totally. And so I just looked it up, and you can get a brand new set, uh, or a brand new one. Uh, you Light get, or side marker? So you have, I don't know, man. But let me see. I'm trying to figure. This I out. don't know, man. <laughs> but uh, just because there, there is face facelift and pre facelift. So I just want to say thing. that they actually make them for your car. So you should look at that as an option uh, yeah. because you can get a pair of headlights HIDs for an E46 for 360 bucks, um, and you can get an individual assembly without. The, wait, I think is that include the side marker for 280 bucks. Oh, that's weird. That so, seems way off. I think that's the wrong light. That's the wrong one. All right, but because mine, mine are two separate pieces, but light and side marker. The good news is that Depot makes them for E46s, so that's see, mm-hmm. that's without the side marker. Mm-hmm. So you should look into that because I yeah. mean, as an option, it sounds like you already got it. I mean, I mean, well, no, I don't. I, I mean, no, what you're saying, what you're yeah. describing is uh, a get way to the fix. bracket. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah. So if or or and so maybe if the if it's just the corner markers, then I don't have to go with Depot. I could just get some Bosch ones, you know, used, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it kind of, and, and I'm a little worried to just have the connector just hanging. Which Dude, it's is supposed a very to rain like to do, soonish. Right? That's the thing is I'm, I was thinking about that. The connector? Yeah. yeah I mean, like, I mean, that's, then you start, you know, corroding all yeah. that shit. And yeah. like, it's like not good. Yeah. Not only does it look like ass, but less concerning for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't thinking ass, but it, it is a <laughs> it is a missing piece for sure. Um, so, what's your update? We well, dude, so it's just like tailing down from this cooling system stuff. So, 
I think last time I spoke about project updates, it was, you know, I was relaying that it was the, the water pump, yep. but I had only had the car driving for, I think one day when yeah. I was on the podcast. So yeah, I, was I like, think you might've picked I'm it up that feel, day. I'm going to feel better after a week of testing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it was that weekend. I think I don't know. morning mornings. Yeah. It was that weekend. It was that weekend. Uh, and so, uh, I drive it, um, on some back roads, uh, on the way home from work or no, 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 no. Here was the thing on Saturday. I drove up to Thomas's place for a birthday party type of thing. And, um, I was, you know, I had been doing a drive nap with Maya. So it was like through the mountain roads, but at low speeds. And I was just watching my temperature the whole time. And it was like going on, you know, it was, it was, uh, I won't go through all the temperatures, but it was like getting into like, you know, up past 200 and I didn't have any reference point for like what's normal or not really. Um, so, I, but I question, I, so yeah. your gauge was still reading right in the middle, but you're the one that you had plugged in. That's right. Was reading, was fluctuating a lot. Oh yeah. That's... I could, I, well, I could watch, it wasn't fluctuating a lot. It was like, you know, it was doing its normal thing, but it was climbing as the drive went on. But it didn't show that on the actual car. There was no movement gauge. on the gauge itself. Yeah, yeah. I was just watching the temps specifically go up and down. Through the OBD2 so, scanner. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And so, um, and everything was fine pretty much. But then I started to worry when temperatures climbed above 200 degrees Fahrenheit. Just for whatever reason, that was a number that was in my mind. Um, uh, and then... Right toward the tail end of the one hour ish drive, uh, like at up to that point, 214 degrees Fahrenheit was the highest it had gone. Um, and so that was like worrying me a little bit. I was like waiting for fans to turn on, and I'm thinking, like, definitely my gauge should start moving at 220. Uh, that feels like the fan should start kicking in before then. So I was. I was like just kind of super skeptical of my gauge and the fans. And so stressing out a little bit, Maya's sleeping in the back. I'm like, I, you know, if things start escalating, you got to shut it down right away. And I'm just feeling like, oh, it's moving past where I want it. Like, I really hope nothing happens right here. But your car was showing middle. The it was showing time. in the middle. Everything it was driving fine. There was yep. no loss of power. No, no problems at all. No spewing out anywhere. Um, but uh, it went just on the la- on the last driveway, which is kind of a long steep winding driveway uh it went from 214 all the way up to freaking 230 oh shit and then by the time i shut it off it sits there and the fan's not on and it goes up to 244 yeah yeah because it's just yeah you know there's no airflow it's just a hot engine staying hot right no fans and so i was like and, and the gauge didn't move at all and this is 244 Meanwhile, the last data I had was uh, the pictures I was taking as it was overheating when I was watching the, the See, gauge, I don't, I don't, and it yeah. was two. It got up to as high as two sixty six. Yeah. That was after it hit like the red zone where the light came on. Anyways, I can skip to the end really, but this is like you know just by me describing you, you can feel kind of like the drama that's going on. So I'm immediately skeptical of my gauge and my uh, and my fans. Because I felt like if it's over 220, like they sh- the fan should yeah. be turning on regardless. Isn't there like, like a speed. 200 degree so thermostat the or something? So here it is. It's uh, it's like a 185 degree thermostat. Yeah. So, but that's um, not where the fans kick on. That's when it just that's opens just up. When the, the system opens. Yeah. yeah. Um. So 
jump ahead when I finally have time to look it up, and it turns out everything's totally normal. The gauge doesn't even start to move off of center until it's on my car until two forty-five. Yeah. So that's like the beginning of climbing. The crazy thing is, though, my max temperature shown when the actual like gauge had maxed out and the red light turned on, which is like you know that's that's like you're in overheating zone. It turned on like as I was shutting the car off uh, the previous time. Um, that was two sixty-six. So you know. I feel like the gauge went into the red probably like 260 or two high 250s. I, I don't know what that number is. I, I actually have it, but I forget. So what it's it. basically an But it's a light. very small yeah, range. It's, it's, it's a, a dummy line. So that, yeah, like the gauge is almost irrelevant. It's like, it's yeah. just letting you know. Okay, like, which, which is like when so you win. Once you, it yeah. starts moving, then, then it's like you're, you're done. You're, you're basically done. Yeah. But so in the end, like, Oh, so, and it is probably not even done. Like, I think 260 is basically, okay, uh, pull over now. Well, I'm saying off. it means your car is overheating. It's overheating. That's yeah. what we mean it, by done. 280 oh, yeah. is done, like blowing right, head right, gas. Right. No, but, right or but I think we're just saying, like, you're basically, your car's fucking up. Yeah, 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 you're, yeah, not, yeah. you're not limping. If you home, see it move, your it car, something's wrong. Right. right, right, right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a very small window between where, moving and red zone. Where, like, the 944, it's, it'll be, like, completely cold when I start. It'll yeah. go all the way up to, like, three quarters or a little yeah. more fan will kick on and it'll go it back down. down to below yeah. below center and then it'll climb back up and yeah. it'll do that thing over yeah. and over yeah, yeah so i yeah i don't get any benefit of being able to hear the fan like it's super quiet and i don't see any of that mo- moving back down when the fan yeah. turns on like those types of things are comforting to know that the systems, yeah. the parts of the system are working, and I, I like don't have that. Like I was really wanting an OBD, like an OBD two readout of is the fan on, is it uh, low speed or high speed or what, right? Just so I could see that whole operation happening. But I do, I do have the OBD two readout, so I can watch the temperatures go up and down. Um, so, anyways, I, I, I find out, I. I Look it up, and I find that detail, which actually was hard to find the actual numbers where the gauge moves. Um, but you know, I they obscure it for I, you know part of the reasons are like the, it's got an electronically controlled thermostat, and so if like I'm at, I'm trying to Google these questions like when does the fan turn on, and uh, you know when at what temperature is this thing happening, right? But you put the but it, hard thermostat I, in. I did. I deleted the electronic. Yeah. But when you're looking up like what the normal behavior of the system is supposed to be, it's based on an algorithm. Like it depends on your vehicle speed and all of these other variables. And um, and so for that reason, like the concrete questions are actually hard to, to find the answers to. Um, but anyway, so ne- then so it was that point where I build all the skepticism. And then the next day I drive it to Morning Motors and it gets up to 240 on the way to Morning Mo- or no, on the way home from Mo- Morning Motors. And that's a super short drive. And so, again, I was just, like, bugging out. The gauge didn't move. Everything so was what fine. Is, I guess the question to ask is, what is normal operating temperature? Yeah, that's so, what you need to find out. <laughs> well, it's like, and it's, like, try to find an answer to that, and it's yeah. very difficult. Yeah, because it varies. I mean, most, most people are saying, like, uh, uh, 98 uh, C. Okay. 90 to 98 C. Mm-hmm. And so that's... There's a secret menu in the dash, like where the odometer is, where you can read, get the readout from the car itself. That's measured in Celsius. 
I'm ma- matched to that with the OBD2 readout, and it's it must be the same sensor because it's reading exactly the same. Oh, and cool. So, uh, you know, with if I didn't want to start up the app, I would just do the little secret menu stuff, and I was reading that. And um, so then the last two weeks, roughly, have been me kind of like talking myself down from this like being worried state where, mm. you know, I talk to my buddies at BTM and they're like, they're like, look, <laughs> it's going to drive you crazy if you're staring at the temperatures. Like, you know, we basically don't like in our race cars, like we don't even look at it. And if there's a problem, you know, yeah. if there's, you know, if you're going to be staring at the temperatures up and down, you're going to drive yourself crazy. And yeah. so I've been working myself into the state where I could be there. And, and I, I essentially am. Like now, yeah, it's gaining it's, three or four days. I, I've been able to do all my drives. I've been pushing it in back roads and I've been doing regular. It's regaining your trust, dude. Exactly. It's like, I mean, exactly. that's the way cars are, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so right now, yeah, right now I'm not, I'm not plugging in my OBD2. I'm not doing secret menu stuff. It's <laughs> and I'm just sh- going to center and everything's fine. I'm sure that's part of why they have the dummy lights. You know, they don't want people to be watching it. Oh, that's different. That's weird. That's like, totally. They want you to just be like, so in an M3, by the way. So yeah. Matt. Uh, he's got his E46 M3 and he has done some cooling system work and his will go up to three quarters mm. and then it'll go back down. Oh, okay. But he has a smaller window of what is in center. It's a more accurate gauge. Uh-huh. Um, and cause he, I think he has split gauges. So it's like a real water temperature gauge, uh, a coolant temperature and a real oil temperature gauge that are separate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll say, you know, the little buffer they call it which is uh, the range in temperatures where it's just going to show straight up in the middle. It's way smaller on the M3, making the gauge more accurate. You know, mm-hmm. when it'll it'll start climbing up early at a lower temperature. Yeah, which makes sense. Well, and his car yeah. is the first totally one with sense. that yeah. that lighting system, right? Where oh, the revs or the revs where the oil oh, temp, right, you know, right, where right. it gives yeah, you yeah. a, a yeah. lower red line and yeah. then it raises and the red line. Like sport mode, and I think it raises the red. Yeah, line. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I'm. You know, I'm very stoked to have been driving the car and gaining the confidence back. Um, and, uh, knock on wood, you know, everything's been working just fine. Uh, so that, that's a, that's a good nice. ending, which I yep, guess yeah. then kind of confirms that my overheating issues water pump. due to the water pump. And but, oh, this, cause you were, you put the stock, uh, not the a stock only, one, but it's the, the only change. It's made, still, yeah. it's still oh, one of those design. things like there's, that's a flawed water pump design. <laughs> The aftermarket. Yeah. I mean, unless there's some issue with that one. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Or or yours was faulty. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Either yours was faulty or it's a flawed design. Yeah. Sounds like yours was just a a bad one. So I need to do the legwork of getting it back to Beamer World so they can get it back to the manufacturer. For sure. Um, But I don't, you know, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's like a pretty basic thing that's like pretty robust, right? I mean, it's like you have an impeller and you have the thing, and it's like clearly wasn't working, dude. Passages, it's, it's all rotating off. Passages of a could be clogged or something, right? It, like it could, it could be. be, but what what uh, what it you know? There's also the whole other side of it, which is it's designed differently for racing purposes for higher rpm use but they say it's good for the street they say it's good for the street so, so that's the right only, there that's, that's the thing that's like yeah i mean 
But yeah, it's uh, I can see how that's a mixed blessing though, right? To to have this tool that will allow you to see that. The more information yeah. you have, you're just kind of like ah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Gran Turismo, the option yeah. to tune your sway bars and many many people say just tape over all the gauges. And this was back in the Corvette days too. Like my oil temperatures were insane. I remember that. You were like obsessed de- with them. Two hundred ninety degrees. And I was like, I'm just like stressing out about this stuff the whole time. And people were like, just tape over the gauges. Like, don't look at it. And I had all these awesome gauges on the C4. The early C4 dash yeah. was so cool. For but that. in your scenario, I, I would probably do the same thing. I mean, yeah. just cause it's yeah. like, cause after dealing with the yeah. same issue multiple right. times, it's yeah, like yeah. you want to monitor that stuff. But yeah, it's just understanding what is, where do you want to be? Like, what is normal operating temperature? And, yeah. And even if it fluctuates all the way to the top, it's like, all right, it's not telling me that it's bad. <laughs> like the main yeah. gauge does work, right? Like, and you know that if it is overheating, you get that. So and yeah, hopefully that it stays, man. Fan mm. diagnostic stuff is a total pain in the ass. It's not as easy as you think it it's would be. It's so annoying. Yeah. That's what I dealt with with oh, my yeah. overheating. Remember? I, I blew the head gasket and everything. And that was because your fan wasn't working? Yeah. My one fan wasn't turning off. Like the second, well, the secondary fan wasn't turning on. A secondary fan. So mm-hmm. I, I think I may still have a fan problem. Like, so the, the diagnostics that I, that were listed, like there's all this weird stuff that, I mean, people are even talking about like using oscilloscopes and all the, all this, uh, you know, like dedicated, uh, diagnostic equipment. But, um, there's a couple tests. One is you turn the AC on. You should be able to feel the fan. Yeah. And you can't hear it from inside. So you gotta look at it though. You gotta be parked. You basically feel your hand above like the fan and you can feel it sucking it through, pulling it, pulling it through from the front back up in front of the engine. Um, and then, and so that for a little bit, I swear that wasn't working. But when I went and did the test one last time, it, it did. The other test is you unplug the coolant. The, the the sensor from the lower coolant hose on the radiator and the fan should turn on within like 30 seconds and go full blast. When I do that, it doesn't. Hmm. That's not good. So it could be that my high speed fan isn't working. Mm, yeah. That sounds accurate. I mean, especially because you're, you're, that's you're pretty saying, basic test, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's not the fuses or anything because the low speed. Or, Are they I mean, new I, fans or? No. So that's one part that I did not replace. It was not broken before. And I, I wanted to use, I wanted to use the factory fan just because of the tiny detail that, uh, factory fans have this weird, you know, they, this weird logic that's built in where it's like, if your car's hot and you shut it off, it'll keep running. Right. And I wanted whatever weird logic they have from the factory. Like I wanted to keep that. I felt like if I did a racing fan, like when I was looking at the wiring diagrams and options, like I just felt like the factory had a lot more shit going on. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I, I just am skeptical that the the an aftermarket the one, racing I, one I, you'd I, almost like leave the ignition on to leave the fan on, right? And, then, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like if you know, I've just increased the size of the radiator with like a more modern fin design and everything. And so if anything, I should be having a little bit of a cooling advantage there. Um, and, uh, so then the stock fan, if it worked fine before for 160,000 miles and it should work now for now that I have this newer radiator, that was the logic, but, um, it is one, oh, it's a wear item and I got 168,000 miles. And so mm. maybe that's just worn out. And so then I look at it and it's like a Bosch 
fan replacement is like 500 bucks. So you should, I mean, there's, Wait, I almost too. just ordered it. might it. not even be the fan. You should look into the relays and stuff. Yeah. Like that so too, then so. that's right. And it, so yeah. it gets, so one of the, the, one of the modules, it's like, you can't buy it individually. Apparently you, you know, if it is the, I don't know if it is just a relay or whatever. So yeah, because there's probably a relay for the two-step function it's, or whatever. Yeah, but you it's, are it's more built into the. See, fan. my my car is like relays and fuses, right? But your car is more advanced than that. You're right. like OBD2 or whatever. Yeah. And, um, like there there are like signals coming from the uh, computer that are like you know I forget what the name of these. So are. my problem ended up being just that a fuse was out. Oh, the f- oh, really? It was that's literally you replace the fan? Yeah. And you blew the I head wonder if I have two it. fuses. Remember I, 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 remember I replaced the fan fuses. and I was testing it and I was holding it and I hooked it up to a battery and I sucked oh. it into my stomach. Oh, that's right. And I like ripped my shirt that's and shit. Right. Yeah. Um, cause those fans are powerful, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had, I had done all this shit and then, and then I blew a head gasket and, uh, Remember I blew the head gasket because I had taken my gauges out for some reason to replace like a, wa- a spinometer cable or something. And I was waiting for a part. And I so I had no readout of what the oh. temperature was doing. Um, Dang. Yeah, I had a bunch of stuff. but Timing, man. Dude, that's when you're like, fuck water-cooled cars, dude. Like, <laughs> right. I just remember like having a 914 for a couple of years. I'm like, I never had to deal with cooling ever. Yeah, it's kind of... It's not cool, man. But... It's, it's not, not cool, cool man. man. So yeah. now, now that I'm saying it all out loud, I mean, it's been <coughs> fine that I've been getting on the worry-free philosophy. So and now thing. you're worried again. But now I'm worried again. And I've, I was like just about – I was about to just order a fan and be like, ch- just chalk it up to – I should yeah. probably replace this anyways. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing cooling systems. Like it's going to go at some point. Yeah. If like it's why, not why mess with it? Like yeah. I could spend some money getting this diagnosed. If I get the fan diagnosed, that's going to be 150 bucks. Yeah, or I could just no, buy the fan. Uh, like, no why don't I just replace the, the what? Do you have no record of replacement on the fan? I didn't even look, to be honest. Probably the, not. The records home. aren't that great on it. I mean, they don't go super far. Uh, I don't. It looks like an original fan. Yeah, I do have options. Like the you know uh, the theme of this car is borrowing from the Spec E46 stuff, um, which. You know, I feel like I'm a little bit stung with the water pump stuff, but maybe it's all fine and I just got a defective part and then the world is right again. But um, there, there is an aftermarket brand uh, fan that is common for the race cars. Now I'm forgetting the name some, for some reason. Oh, Spall, S-P-A-L. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. So they make brackets that'll, you know, go to, for this car and everything and mm-hmm. um, they're good. <laughs> fans that work for people and you know high stress situations like racing and um so i could do that and just you know whatever about the logic about cooling it after like it's probably gonna be fine (laughs) get it get an e36 again (laughs) that sucks dude that's so annoying um i mean i just hope that it goes away like (laughs) yeah i mean so so far it's been fine yeah, but, um, yeah. I mean, but this fan thing is another. Yeah, I mean, it would be awesome if it's something small. Unless but then you're saying you're going to replace it, it. Well, is not, working, and you're just tripping. Right, I could just be tripping. Yeah, again, right. But like that, that is a pretty conclusive test. Is the you pull yeah. the thing? But maybe uh, there might be a, a second. Few, I haven't even checked. But the that fuse could box just be like I, a, I because the AC test it was working, so I just chalked it up to. 
Oh, well, that means, you know, there's yeah. power, power getting to it. So it's not the fuse, but maybe there's a high speed fuse that's out. So there's a bunch of that, out. that diagnostic stuff with like fans and the switches and how they work on relays and putting in, you know, a resistor to check it and all that stuff. My brain just melts when I look at that <laughs> shit, dude. And I'm like, I know. Uh, what? <laughs> like, what you, yeah, you definitely don't want to be doing that. Yeah. There's, there, on the other hand, there are these devices. I forget what the one is, what the acronym is for this one for the BMW, like ATAPI or something, ATAPI or something like that. Um, maybe I'm confusing it with Atari. Uh, the, BM, the Volkswagen one or back in the day, the BAG one was 1552. Oh, really? That's how they got their name. Or that's oh no way yeah, the namesake of the wheels. So, anyways, you plug this in and you can go through a diagnostic cycle that will spin at low, then spin at high, and you just basically test it. So that would be cool <laughs> if I could just pull up and have someone test it, yeah. and you know, pay them fifty bucks or something. Yeah, yeah, I have a feeling it would be more than fifty bucks, and yeah, maybe I should just replace the fan. Yeah, but yeah, so interesting, cool, right at that middle point. Well, anything else? No. Um, I've been driving a car a lot and it's, um, I'm, you know, just kind of getting used to how it drives and it's interesting. And it's like, it's a better handling car than I'm used to. And I've wondered, the thought has crossed my mind. Like maybe I like driving, uh, cars with, maybe I like underdogs. Like when I drove this car stock, it was fun to try to keep up with a lot of these uh, much faster cars and the body was rolling like crazy and I was working very hard to keep up. And, you know, that's a similar thing with like the Festiva is like an incapable car that you just do the best you can with. And there's like a big element of fun in that. And now I have flipped over to this scenario where this thing handles super good. It's still heavy and I can feel that. Um, but it has very high, uh, uh, levels of handling that now all of a sudden I'm not the underdog, right? Like now it's like a legit fast car and, mm-hmm. um, well, it's, still it's a different is. type I mean, of fun. Like I almost, I almost want to tune some of it out. I way. mean, the, like, it depends on who you're running with. I mean, it, yeah. I, I would argue that a stock E46 M3 has a better suspension, right? So it's like, like you're still like an underdog in that scenario, right? Where like, it depends on what group you're in. If you're like, well, here, wait, how does it compare to the E46 M3 that you drove on the well, rally? It feels better than that. Okay. Yeah. Like jump diving into corners and stuff. Like <laughs> it's just better set up for it. What does that mean? It's more go kart like. It's crisper response, okay, and uh, you know, flatter handling and that sort of thing. Gotcha. And with the brakes and everything, it's like it's just like a super capable package, but then completely missing the whole special motor thing. Mm-hmm. How about the steering? Yeah, we well, got a slower rack and like all that, right? So, uh, but. It- Sounds I don't like, know. I mean, the steering's really good. It's it's good. I don't. I, you know, I don't. You're happy with it. I'm happy with the steering. Yeah. And I, I, you know, maybe it's hard just because I wasn't really driving them back to back on similar roads. But I, you know, I don't. I don't notice a huge difference between my steering huh. and the M3. I maybe I'm just <coughs> less sensitive. I mean, M3 is one of the 
fucking tightest rack either, right? It's not. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely a quicker steering ratio, but yeah. um, I mean, I just, I mean, they're weighted differently too, right? They're heavier. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they're kind of heavier feeling. Yeah, yours is really light. I think it's pretty light, but yeah, I can I can Not just a lot like of throw feel. this thing into the corners and um, you know, like any like any car, you know, like it's you yeah you just learn it over time, and I'm still pretty new with it. You know, after doing all the suspension, it's been a whole host of cooling system issues that have kept me from. Putting yeah. a lot of good miles on it. Yeah, um, I've definitely had my my sessions with it prior but, yeah. to issues, but yeah, um, I can totally I'm see getting that, to learn it now. You're not the first person to say that a oh. spec E46 setup is a ton of fun to drive. The, the <laughs> biggest the biggest miss right now is uh, I feel like I need a, a good seat. Yeah, <laughs> like this suspension. I'm throwing the car around, but then I'm just getting tossed around in the driver's seat. Yeah, side. those seats do not hold yeah, you yeah. at all, man. That's the worst. And I don't, I don't like the idea of doing, you know, full-on boy racer, Recaro pole positions. But that's what I want. But I just like that. It just changes everything about that car for me. It makes yeah. it two boy racer. It would be rad to have like a better factory seat that I could swap in, but... Um, you know, I haven't heard great things about the M3 seats and that's, the, well, the you drove an M3. How yeah. Was it? Yeah. And it's, and that's, that's better. But then, you know, I don't know, like, like, I feel like I, I feel like I could do better than that. Um, but then like the ones that Ali had in his M3, those were factory beamer seats, I think the CSL ones or something, but those are uh, bank. That's those like are three super, grand. Those yeah. are Recaro Sportsters. Yeah. Those are really expensive. They're very cool looking. Yeah. yeah I mean, I don't know, dude. I mean, it's your car. I, I guess it depends on. I mean, it seems like you're concerned about the image thing, but like, if I kind of, what do you want reason. out of it, though? I mean, like the it, it, a Recaro seat would be great. Okay, so here's the main. Okay, so Recaro pole, pole position or something similar. Yeah, do the high, SPG. High, do a high on my list. Look at a Recaro SPG. One of the things though is I was super into having heated seats. Like uh, that yeah. was from a daily driver. In yeah, it's nice. Heated yeah. seats is super good. Especially with winter coming. Yeah. 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 Like I just, I've been, I used it this morning and it was nice. And you can, I know, for example, with shield seats, that that's an option to add if you're getting yeah. brand new. I, I don't know if I would, you know, I, that's, I the don't know if Recaro that, does that. The ones but, that Ali had in his car come, you have the option to be. Oh, yeah, really? You can do, but yeah, I mean, that's, what am I going to spend for those? That's like Ridiculous. three grand plus, right? Yeah, for sure. So I'm just not going to do that. Each, yeah. right? Oh, I, yeah, I wouldn't probably. be surprised. Yeah. yeah. They're not yeah. cheap. Those are big money. I, I actually, I remember looking at those back in the day for my S4 Avant because that, um, they're very similar to the RS4 Avant, um, mm-hmm. seats. And I really like those. Yeah. And you could do heat in those or like some Porsche, somebody who taken them out of Porsches or something. I would like, look at a, a good seat. I think you should look at, I mean, don't, aren't there like, what about the, uh, the seats that come in the Z4Ms? Isn't that a cool seat? I don't know. It's a little, it's like a bucket looking thing. Yeah. I don't think they're that good, dude. I don't know. I haven't sat in them. They look I good. I just don't think they're good. What about Z3Ms? Those aren't good either. All right. Not, not, not that great. Um, but yeah, there might be some, some alternative. While we think about that, and I guess this has turned into a long project update, but, uh, one of the things, so Brad, I, I asked Brad specifically over at BTM if he could, like, please drive it on an extended drive. Just like even driving to Santa Cruz and back, like, you know, like one of those things where I'm like, I, I, I'm down to pay you a little extra money to just yeah, like yeah. confirm that everything's working on a commute home because I, I, I'm really hoping to be done with it. 
and uh, so he took it for a long drive. I don't think he drove to Santa Cruz or anything, but uh, he came away with like a few uh, a few things that he would do to the car as it stands. One is he's like, you got to change the gearing, the the diff. Like, it, you it's know, too I, tall. It's too tall. I want to be shifting more. So like, tall. That's why. Dude. Yeah, and it's funny because I haven't even really noticed that. But when he mentions it, and I, I guess is that one of the things that, that was one mentioned? of my notes. Yeah. And so I think that's a pretty straightforward thing. Like, you know, if you go full spec E46, you're spending 2,500 on a diffs online and you choose whatever you want. But, uh, you know, on the, I could get used parts, just get a non LSD something from a automatic or whatever, you know, just better ratio, pop yeah. that in. Um, and then at the same time, then I could be doing the, the diff mounts and everything. And then he said another thing, uh, would be the exhaust and an intake. Dude, like, that's what I was saying too. Way too quiet. It yeah. has no like. Yeah. There's no sense of what the engine's doing. Right. It's it's like almost disconnected from. Yeah. Like the car. Yeah, I, I agree, dude. I yeah. think an intake would go like a long way. It's funny. I've never. I've never. I've always thought an that intake was just sound like a, good on a on a straight six. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's a good option for the intake on. I know there. it seems boy racer to do, right? It yeah, seems it's like, very yeah, like it's like it's not very really like it's helping me. Like, and it and it doesn't necessarily help. Way. And it's you're not looking at it as like a power thing. You're looking at like the feel of that car and yeah. how it like yeah. the engagement. I think it adds the engagement. Yeah, yeah, it's more SOC, man. Yeah, I like, I'm down. Like if I did an intake. Which I, I think there's probably a well-known option for whatever that is. Yeah, I mean, the Euro intake or whatever. There's a Dynan one. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, do like an exhaust cutout Super thing. Super sprint exhaust or something. Or or, or, or like an, a, a delete thing that's like on oh, an yeah. electronic control or something. Oh, well, can, straight open? Like, like yeah, crazy, straight dude. straight open, but I think there's resonators and cats. Do it just pre-muffler or something. Hmm. So just muffler delete for a little bit. I don't know about your car too, but you should look in and see if there are two mufflers. Sometimes there's a pre-muffler that you can get oh, rid yeah. of. So you can leave the rear one and get yeah. rid of the middle one. Yeah. And that also makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can probably just get some good stainless cat back system that would wake it up a little bit. I just not, like, not I'm be trying crazy, to, but I'm trying yeah. to find a good picture. But I think the intake would help one. a lot. And it's not like, I don't think it's a super annoying. It doesn't get drony with an intake. You know, yeah. it's just like, Adds a lot to the like dipping into the throttle and right. when you're heel towing and all that kind of stuff. It just like yeah. makes it feel like you're doing something. And, yeah, dude, um, your car. I was gonna ask you what you have. I know you said you like Swiss cheesed your airbox. Oh, something. that's all I did. It sounds so good. Yeah, I mean, I probably lost power because you're sucking up a bunch of heat, but it sounds really good. It's though. on the other side, but yeah, yeah. I want to do it to it's, mine, dude. It yeah. sounds really so, good. Yeah, and I guess I don't. I don't even know what we're talking about here. For my car, is it like an actual different intake or yeah. like an intake manifold? No, not no, a manifold. no, not a manifold. Just it's cold, just a cold just air the, intake. Oh, just that? Just yeah, a different airbox. Yeah, no, no, not an airbox. No, it's taking the airbox out and putting an intake with like a heat shield, probably. Oh. Yeah, you know, it's like the old. Or I like, was picturing the 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 the. the like like the CSL carbon the fiber intake manifold was like oh, the intake manifold. No, thing. no, you're literally like 
Yeah. It's like putting a cone cone filter with a with a right. plate, you know, right. or a pipe that sticks down into your fender. Surprise, and, you, and on the BMW, Surprise it's on the consensus. It's it was uh, that would be a, such a big deal. It's on the driver's side, I think, and then you have a little. Usually, it'll have a yeah. housing that yeah, yeah, yeah. that meets with a hood, so right. you don't get the hot air into it. There, yeah. I I here's a with my E36. I like made one, dude. I like Jimmy did. Yeah, <laughs> um, I like made this box too that met up with the hood and stuff. Like, oh wow! And um, cardboard? Yeah, it, uh, no, I made it out of like a, I think metal, like sheet metal or something. I've done that, uh, but it sounded really good. And like, I Swiss cheese my box on the, yeah, on the driver's side, and it it already had a crack. And I'm like, fuck, when I'm in, and so I just drill all these holes, and it it sounds really good, and it kind of makes it. It just yeah. makes it more like when you're doing, you know, I don't know, it just adds to the sense of occasion. Um, but yeah, I, you kind of look at it like at, in a pretty immature way a lot of yeah. times because it's yeah. like, it's one of those things that doesn't really add power. And it's, it's like just one of the, it's the easiest bolt on mod. And it's like, is this yeah. only the aftermarket industry that's making me want this? Yeah. But yeah, it sounds like it's, but you can't argue with like yeah. how it sounds. Yeah. Like it's, it's the same thing with like a car with ITB is it just sounds fucking killer, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's cause you're sucking in all that air, dude. And, and it's, it's like, ex- it's open. Yeah. yeah. Like the, with, with the intakes, um, on most BMW straight sixes, uh, you get also like at the very, very top of the rev range, like the last 500 dude, RPM. So good. It sounds so rad. Yeah. It, it changes like dramatically. You get this crazy like growl, like. Yeah, it goes from like six. Okay. It sounds great, great. And then yeah. the last you 500 like RPM, pitched. it's like, it, it sounds like, like the valve train noise is really cool. It sounds really good. Yeah. I mean, it's addicting. You're going to want to do it a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's a no brainer. I think you should totally do that. That's yeah. way easier than the intake manifold. So I am oh, yeah, yeah, no, way I don't more think, in on that. I can't imagine like doing any it's, kind of. Yeah. Uh, so I, and then the muffler, I would probably for simplicity, I I'd probably just replace it with something. Dude, I would just get a tried and true yeah. cat back stainless like a, yeah. system. Like, or yeah, or for $349 or something. That's like, yeah, you know, I, I was going to go even more ghetto and just like, just put a Magnaflow on there. Yeah. You know, back and drop in. Well, like, yeah, but it's but, almost easier just by a cat back because you, Bolt he can do out. it himself and just bolt it in yeah. rather than going to an exhaust shop. I don't know. Yeah. Super easy. You're going to have to cut the bolts off because they're rusted and like all that kind of thing. And, nah, this car's not that bad. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. So well, well, I, oh, when, yeah. uh, brakes are actually now I've gotten a they're lot of time in there. They're the squeaking is it's borderline. It's not that bad. Borderline. Not that bad. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I'm down like functional everyday use. I'm using this car to drive to work. It's super early in the morning. I it literally does no squealing at all when I'm leaving my driveway for some reason. Um and then I leave my house, I drive all the way over 17. The only spot for the entire uh drive is right when I'm pulling into my spot at work. Yeah. I'm, nope, it's not it doesn't bother me any. There's literally no one there mm-hmm. to bother. Uh, and then, uh, it's same thing. Like when I'm coming home, it's like right when I'm pulling in the driveway, it's not even that bad for the most part though. It's really bad if I back up and I'm lightly touching the brakes because the pads are not chamfered on the the back. I'm guessing, uh, (laughs) because it's like, it's insanely bad when I back up. Uh, but you know, like that's, that's my day to day and it's not bad when I'm driving around town and going to the grocery store, which I will every once in a while. It's pretty bad, but I kind of just don't give a shit. All right. 
feel you. Um, so Warren was claiming he's part of the Squeaky Break Club now too, but he got like eight H HBSs. HBSs like I have, and I'm like, well, mine don't squeak at all. Yours so, don't. I don't know. Like oh. they shouldn't squeak at all. HBSs, HBSs don't squeak. Like, uh, but you know, Warren is like, oh, Warren's now I'm so part sensitive. of the now yeah. I'm part of the Squeaky Break Club. Like, they oh, squeaked yeah. once when it was like 50 degrees <laughs> yeah. out and like he was driving to the grocery yeah. store, leaving his driveway. He's all Eeyore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. oh, oh these tires aren't that good. com forward slash DWA. Check it out. They've got some really, really cool socks now by Stripe Design, the shift pattern. Uh, you, they also have really cool T-shirts, cozy sweaters hats uh go to that link you get 20 percent off your purchase and on the rally what about those shirts uh brian i mean do we even need to talk about it anymore how soft these things are we love them i mean you know we really upped our game a few times ago and we uh we got heel and toe on board and and all the rally participants love it they're pretty damn nice and uh everyone got the socks too the stripe design socks uh which are always great to have on the rally but yeah those shirts Cozy as ice. I actually wanted to sleep in it on a nightly basis like you, but um, I want to shower, and I don't like wearing the same shirt. So. Bah. Bah. Yeah. Heel and toe, you don't even need to shower. Again, that's heelandtoeapparel.com forward slash DBA. <laughs> well, I have uh, I So my car was... <clears throat> after the rally on the way home, the rear end was like thumping a little bit. I thought it was a CV joint. So I went under the car and I saw grease um, all over the top of my car at the on the right CV joint, and the bolts were loose on both ends of the CV joint. Oh, so shit. grease was coming out, and that's why it's thumping. So I tightened the bolts up, Mystery but it's still a little bit of thumping. Yeah. I need to take them off and pack them and see if that. You so know. How, how what like under what conditions? What like do you mean? The thumping, like oh, just going down a straight, smooth road with the windows up, you can hear it. It's just you like can feel it a little, like yeah, a vibration like, almost, yeah, like a. Da, 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 da. Oh really? Yeah. So, I assume that's what it's from. I mean, obviously, you know, the grease was like coming out and sprang. Oh, um, from the because it seals the boot with the bolts seal the boot, but yeah, they were yeah. backed out, so the boot kind of slipped out a little. Well, bit. Well, no, no, the boot didn't. No, it's just like literally where the. Where the joint bolts up, you that had come loose grease. a little bit, so all the grease was coming out of there. Oh, in there. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the bolt, one of the bolts was backed all the way out. That's gnarly. Dude. Um, and then a couple of the other one, a lot of the other ones were loose. Yeah. So, I mean, I assume that's where that was all coming from. So I tightened them up, and I feel a lot better about it. I have a slight clunk in the front right, and I can't figure out what it is. But I'm pretty sure I figured out what it was, and it's just the, it's like the coil for the air conditioning. There's okay. like this metal coil thing that goes around, yeah. and that it's like the bracket broke on that. And it's just kind of like hanging there, and it's hitting my, um, water, my sprayer canister. Oh, that was from the when you spun out on the thing when you hit the yeah the yeah. side. Oh, and right. I and think it's that. it's like tight up against that because I have an external oil cooler there now too mm -hmm. so it's all kind of like everything's like jammed right there and i think it's just the sound i think it's just the sound of that thing hitting that plastic container and it Moving makes back. like a thump you oh, know wow. um that makes sense and it's usually and it'll be under like a right hand turn like a hard right hand turn like or when i hit a bump or something um 
Because everything else feels solid. I'm like under tweaking, every, you know, like tightening everything, like nut and bolting everything. And then, in um, with a three pound hammer all in the engine bay. Yeah, exactly. Just everything. Banging everything. Just uh, banging everything. I need to style. get, I, I need, what the fuck? I need to, I've been meaning to do it forever, but I need to make a grill for the front, the, basically the, the condenser for the, oh, like in the, in the middle, in between the fog lights. Yeah. I need to put a grill in there. I made one, but I just put it in That's yet. gnarly. You drove the rally like that? Like just like <laughs> two rally, two, five rallies. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Four yeah. rallies. Pebble, just pep, or peppering the hell out of it's your gnarly, dude. And yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, my oil cooler, I want to like, I need to drill like either, I need to figure out how I'm going to do it. Either like three, holes in my air dam or do some kind of like just lines but i want to have more direct air going into the oil cooler because hmm. the way it's sitting like right behind the bumper oh, yeah. and it's like blocked it's right. fully blocked dude that sucks yeah so it's not doing dude you don't do you have like... an option to mount it like in the mouth not really, dude. Because the lines are a certain length. Yeah. That bumper, just, who cares? I can totally see, like, get no, like, a little, like, no, a like quarter a few inch holes hole saw or half inch hole saw and do, like, just like a little no, hole. No, like, like, like three, like four side by side. That looks rad. Yeah. yeah. It look, so I mean, cool it could be cool. It could add a little. I mean, dude, it's like, it's like kind of a race car bumper. It's yeah. Like yeah. Whatever. Um, and then my windshield's cracked. So I need to do that still. I haven't, from the rally I too? haven't done that from are the rally. Gonna, and it spread. Isn't that you an, saw? Isn't I, that an insurance thing? Oh yeah, I can do insurance, huh? I think. Yeah, and it's like fifty dollar deductible or something. Yeah. So I showed you, remember? On but it spread all the you, way. Yeah, you mentioned that. that. So yeah. that sucks. I have to do that. And then I want to do. Um, this last rally was pretty hard on brakes for a lot of people, and mine were um, were smoking a little bit after one run. We stopped at that closed store. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's the first time I've ever had that with that car. So I'd like to do some, like, some kind of brake ducting. Oh, okay. But I just need to figure out how to do that. Yeah. Like, if I'm making this, if this is like, this is like my rally car, right? So right. it's like, yeah. It's funny, Optimized like, optimized for the little, yeah. Things, it's funny, yeah. like, working everything into being, like, your Optimizing rally car, for right? Rally car. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's pretty interesting because it's like, it's like building a race car, kind of, but, dude, it's not, it's, it's, Kind of gnarlier than a track day. Yeah. Well, you're, yeah, it's you're, more special. You're going over rocks. You're hitting rocks. And, you're, and, you're and, and the amount of debris. driving that you're doing yeah. is like, you know, these are hours at a time, yeah. multiple times in a weekend, right? Like, and you're out in the middle of nowhere with no cell reception. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a, it's harder to build for this than it is for a track yeah. day. And you're hitting unknown roads with big potholes and stuff like that. So, you need to also have suspension travel and skid plates. And, and then there's a whole other category to get into, which is just like, how do you pack your spares? Oh, yeah, that. for and sure. What's your kit? Dude, like, I need... We, we just, we do that, you know, we kind of wing it, but <clears throat> I have visions myself of like Dude, having it dialed for the E46. I want a real spare tire. Like I've been oh, wanting right, that forever right, right. and I need to find a way to mount it in the trunk, but yeah. then I want to also fit my like tool bag yeah. and my other gear. Yeah. But like I need to figure out how to do that because I don't want the, the fucking collapsible spare. That thing sucks, dude. Yeah. Like if, if I right. have to use that, I'm fucked for the whole weekend. Is there, is there enough? Is that a wide enough space so that you could fit a full size? Can't in? plop it in. It no, has to be like, on top, it right? has to be exposed so in the trunk. Use that area for other tools. Yeah. Like Chris Andropoulos had his in his 
just yeah. in the trunk. Like, yeah. you just look in and you see a, a wheel with a tire. Right, right. And he had it, like, strapped down. So, right. like, that kind of thing. Like and then, like you said, you can make that whole spare area, That's like, basically an area for your tools. You can yeah. get, like, a bag that fits in there and stuff, which would be great. Right. Because um, yeah, it is see- a pretty big... Even Big just area. flipping it, right? Like so, the the, the outside of oh, the wheel is down, the wheel. and then yeah. you have a concrete. Oh yeah, you could definitely do that. You can yeah. fit it in the wheel. Yeah, right. and then you can throw your bags and shit in there, and yeah. it's contained, which is nice. and get a really nice wheel with, yeah. with you know, like a like maybe. So I also just got new wheels for the nine forty four. Oh right, dude. so yeah, maybe yeah. I could buy an extra wheel. You should, yeah, and then you have I a real yeah, that would be awesome, right? Have then, but what do you do? You have to do the rear, or you know, you do a front because you you're do a staggered, front. right? You do a front. Yeah, you gotta do a front. Yeah, which then, yeah. But you still rally on that. Oh yeah, you? yeah. We totally fine. I mean, the, what's the alternative? The fucking donut. Yeah, <laughs> so I know. it's like yeah, what? Yeah, it's definitely better. So yeah, I got a group four. Um, yeah, campy, those are dope, dude. Campy wheels, sixteen by seven, sixteen by eights, which is what I have now. Um, what are, are yours the gold ones or the silver gold. ones? So I need, I, I mean, fuck, I have so much to do aesthetically, but I need to take my gold Porsche striping off, which is the only reason I have it on is because I had an orange bumper at one point. <laughs> or my, yeah, my orange stripe. Right. And then. um. Oh, are you thinking of doing gold on there to match him? I'm not, I don't want to do the Porsche stripe. I never nice. wanted to. The only reason I did the Porsche stripe. Just to hold it, to tie it was in. Was because it was available and I wanted to tie into that orange bumper. And it, it matched perfectly. But then I didn't rock the orange bumper that long. And, yeah. you know, I, cause I had the fucking wheel. I had that, um, what's it called go out? The, uh, ball joint. Rodders, ball joint. Yeah. And it ruined my vendor and, you know, all that stuff happened. But, um, yeah, so I got these cool wheels, and I'm pretty sure they're light. They're going to be lighter than my wheels because mine are replicas. Right, you pick, those are just you can feel, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they're definitely going to be nicer. Like, I think one of mine's, like, out of round or, you know, out of – it's a little – it's not straight. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to put these on. They're going to be fucking rad. So rad, dude. The, and, cause even uh, just like comparing these to the 16s to the 15s, yeah. the design is so much uh, cooler. It looks so much better. Yeah. They have like the, they the actual depth. spokes are deeper and they have the, like this really sharp tab that comes out. Yeah. And yeah. Then there's definitely more depth to the design. And you guys put them on the rad 944, didn't you? Yeah. 15s, those are 15s. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. They look totally different. I mean, not, not totally, I mean, but if you look at them close up, like next to each other, they're very different. Like the, the way that the spokes are designed, uh, and the lip is different. And all that. I mean, they're, they're super cool. So everything's more exaggerated on the 16. So they're, they have a lot more, I don't know. You just see them more, you know, yeah. you see like the details I see that. and yeah. they just released the 16s like, I don't know, six or eight months ago or something uh, like that. So, so rad. Um, yeah, I'm super stoked on them and then blaze. And you get to pick 16 inch tires still. Yeah. So. Which yeah. is great. Cause Mich, dude, I was talking to Ryan Westpole. Porsche obvious today. He has the same tires on his uh, 911 as 89 G50 911. Um, but those Michelins are so good, dude. Like they've lasted so long. Like wait, what? Yeah, what are the they? ones that I have, they're yeah, the they? Exalto PE2 PE2 Ultra High Performance Summer Tires 240 Treadwear. Um, so super low Treadwear, but um. 
They're really good, dude. Like they've just and been like you've killer. Been on three rallies on those? No, like five or five. six. Holy crap, dude! Yeah, the rears are done though. But oh like, yeah, finally, dude. Like the inside of the rears, because my car has a lot of camber in the back, or is camber as Warren would call it. Yeah. Um, and the insides are just done. Oh really? Totally done, dude. And the fronts are actually st- still holding together, dude. That's great. Like a little bit of like the scaling, you know, tires get the scaling on the outer edge. Yeah. From, um, but, just from temperature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, you should just replace the full set. Oh, yeah, for sure. Keep the fronts of spares or something. Yeah. So, I don't know. I would, I would like to get those again or th- they are expensive though. They're like $195 a tire mm. as opposed to like, I can get continental sport contacts. Um, and that's an option too. And that's yeah. a lot, a big savings actually. Yeah. Like a hundred and ten dollars each or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think those are the two, you do have options for tires and 16s. Yeah. But is yeah, rad. so that, that's the thing with Michelin's though, right? Is like you would get the sport compact or contacts and you'd probably go through them twice as fast. Like, I mean, if you think about it, like, even I mean, maybe, yeah, yeah you're right. And, I mean, uh, that's the thing with Michelin's last so long, yeah. dude. I don't know. And understand. you get the ride quality and dude. they look good and they're grippy and like dude, all, and they're the, so good in the wet. <laughs> yeah. It's, right. it's so rad. Like they're so, the, so the, Best thing about these tires is like, I had those shitty Firestones before, which are like a hundred bucks each, and people say they're good and stuff. They those tires had no feel. Like I felt like uncomfortable in the car. Like I never knew what the car was doing. You know, these like you just feel everything the car is doing. Like yeah. it just they're so predictable, dude. You yeah. know where it's gonna like where the rear end's going to push and it's not going to snap. It's just going to kind of like push out. Yeah. They're really great tires. Like I'm I'm kind of in love with them. Yeah. Like there's nothing, like no real complaints. I mean, ultimate grips, not as high as like a PS4 or power super sport, but I mean, really like the, the 944 doesn't need that much grip, dude. Yeah. It's, you know, it's pretty, pretty dial. Like the chassis is pretty good and, Weight distribution. It doesn't have light. tons of power. It's, and it's light. light. Yeah, not a lot of power. That helps too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the weigh the nine forty four. I I don't know what it weighs. I mean, I know stock. It's like right under twenty eight hundred pounds. So. Yeah. Oh, Camisa oh. said he would loan us the scales because he's got oh, four scales. Cool. Because I don't know what the hell my car weighs either. We yeah, talked about that, fun. so it'd be cool to weigh both of them. That'd be awesome. You've shaved quite a bit of weight off of yours. I think so, dude. I mean, just bumpers alone. And, yeah, and then yeah, you've done interior stuff. stuff and yeah. Like yeah, so there's this should be pretty significant, especially with the lighter wheels too. Yeah. Yeah, those are rad though. Group four wheels. You guys, should, I mean, listeners, check Super them out. Stoked. They make basically um, like throwback wheel designs uh, in modern sizes and mm-hmm. a big variety of sizes too. So yeah, they're really, they're uh two, two approved like, and they're, um, they're made, aren't they made by, um, they're made by someone, someone big. Yeah. They're made by, um, you know what? Is it Compomotive? I think. Yeah. Yeah. I remember is. the first set we got, it I is. looked at the back of the wheel. I was like, Holy crap. These are Compomotives. Yeah. yeah. I think they actually outsource they're, it. To them. And they're gravity or pressure cast. Or gravity, they're whatever the better one is, and they're actually all scanned. They're all scanned too. Oh, okay. Like after they're all, um, like scanned for cracking and stuff like that. So I mean, they're like really good wheels. Integrity. They're not like some shitty. They're not like Rotos or something like that. You know, they're like really nice. Are they uh, flow form? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, they're not flow form. They're not flow form. Yeah. But they're really nice quality. The paint job's like killer. Like the detailing's really nice. Like just holding the wheel in your hand, they're like. You're like, this is a really nice fucking wheel. Yeah. 
you know. Um, and then Blaze got the silver ones for his car, so that should be pretty cool. That should be cool. Yeah. Having to have both of them. Yep. We couldn't both get the same color, so I went with gold. He went with silver. So, and do you run wheel spacers or? I run seven mils in the back and then yeah. nothing. But I'm not, so I'm not sure how they'll fit because I think the two wheels I have on my car right now are really aggressive. I think they're like really aggressive. Like the offset. Right what do you mean, like too much or? I think, no, just like perfect. Yeah, because they're really um, flush. Like, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if these will be in a little further and I'll want to get bigger spacers or, or what. Mm-hmm. Um, part same, of me kind of. Same dimensions though. Uh, yeah, 16 seven by eight. Seven and eights, yeah. Part of me is like kind of regretting I didn't try to just go for the nines. Um, but then you're going to change the handle a lot more. So it's like. In, Put the nines look so dope. <laughs> oh, really? Have I haven't it? seen them. Yeah, dude. They look do people so have that do? much more exaggerated? Dude, they're the so spokes. deep. Yeah. So all you would have to do is exchange the sevens for nines, right? No, the eights for nines. You can't go eights in the front? Dude, I wish I could, but they don't make the right offset. Oh. Because sure. I totally could fit eights. It's just a matter of like the, the offset's different than the rear. Mm-hmm. You can't fix it with wheel spacers. It's too aggressive. Oh, okay. So you would hit the fender because so. you would be running rear offset on the front, mm-hmm. so you'd be pushed way out. Yeah. Because yeah. it's and like you'd have to thir- cut your fenders. It's like ten. I think the front's ten and the rear's twenty three point six or eight or something. Mm-hmm. So it's a ten with that's a, not really good. with a seven inch rim. Yeah, exactly. Started getting into this. And then you're a 23 with an 8 inch in. There was a question on the Thursday podcast where do you draw the line for work you do yourself? Yeah. When it comes to offset numbers, I fucking. You just don't even care. I I can't figure it out. No, I'll stare at it for like an hour and a half and try to figure things out. And then I'm like, yeah, I don't. It's pretty. Yeah, I mean, Give you up. know, zero, and then it's a negative and positive, but it gets complicated. It, it totally does, and, it, <laughs> and it's really confu- It's always confusing, no matter what. I don't yeah, really understand right. why, but I like it. Um, I had a deal. I'll, I'll defer to you. I'll yeah, put you to down. Think dealt with that a bit when we were having those wheels made for those R one hundred sevens on my last job. Um, well, that was nice because you were doing three piece, so then you can kind of yeah. like, but it was like just like mount it up and then figure it out. But it was like <laughs> choosing the barrel size. And well, because like you're, you're trying to sell a plug and play package. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so it was so like, like trying to make it a little aggressive, but yeah. not like crazy, but and still practical. Where they're not rolling fenders. Yeah, and exactly. Can fit good tire sizes. And yep. all that. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, I guess that's the project updates on the nine forty four. Sweet, it's cool to Pretty. hear some stuff happening, man. Um, yeah, uh, I. Oh, yeah. What were we saying? Well, next event is spring rally, huh? Yeah. Or I. Are you thinking I was, about joining? I was what the fifty year storm? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna do it? Well, I don't know. Do dude. they even have dates yet? I think they, I don't know. I got. I f- they've announced. Oh it, no, they announced. But I don't it. know if they have dates. For yeah, they don't have dates. No, they do have dates. I don't know if they're public yet, though. Okay, I don't think it's on their Instagram. But I yet. do know when it's going to be. Okay. Um, that would be so. That's coming up. Yeah, it's January sometime. So I don't know though. Last last year I did it with Warren in my car. Yeah. So it might be fun to just take like two cars and four of us go. Yeah. I don't know. Play it by ear. Yeah, and I'm just thinking like, really, I'm just thinking deadlines for uh, the you know when our cars need to be ready again, rally ready again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for our rally is going to be like March, right? Yeah, 
I think that's when we've been doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking right of deadlines, March, for April. Ready. Yeah. Uh, so my car. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I'm just hanging with some transactional kids right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, well, all of a sudden those lights are working, by the way. As much as I'd like a nice set of wheels and stuff and other modifications, uh, including my shocks, which haven't arrived yet, by the way. Yeah. How, <laughs> so, how did you even drive that car down still here. backordered. Uh, <laughs> so on the way over here, I noticed a very weird clunk in the drivetrain. Uh, so um, coasting down the freeway or highway, totally fine. Diff is noisy. Uh, but when I let off, there is a, a big like lash. It's like a like a big like it's like a like a thud in Two the drivetrain. Diff bushings. I accelerate again. Mount bushings. Thud again. Yeah. And uh, the Two first thought went to mount. clutch blown because these things have a rubber center on them and they have these metal tabs. I think it's three metal tabs and they're basically limp you home tabs. Uh Um, So it's hard to describe, but like, you know, people have to look this up, but the clutch has a rubber center and just imagine how, you know, and you have the flywheel and the, 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 the clutch material around it, but the center is rubber. So it dampens that whole thing. Right. And uh, if the rubber fails, you have these little metal tabs that will like, basically hold the the clutch in place so that you can just get to where you need to go. Um, And it's like a known thing that when they go, it does this exact thing. Basically there's, you reduce the slack from the center of the clutch. When you let off the throttle, you get back on it and then it clicks back in place. You know, it's like moving, you know, in, in that way. And so, that was my where my mind went initially. I'm like, all right, it feels like I might have just blown the clutch on this car, which is original. Um, even if the material is all there, the rubber center fails, and that's a known thing over time. But I noticed that um, it was it would the clunk is coming from the rear, and I couldn't figure out if it was because the, you know the the clunk after it it reengages, like it's transferring that shock to the rear diff, and then the diff makes the clunk. Um, or if it's the diff itself that's failing, because when I let off the throttle, it has a really nasty kind of wine slash like gear grindy sound. Uh, it's not a really, really bad grind, but it's like a worn diff sound, which everybody, I mean, you know what that sounds like. And uh, it's only when you're off the throttle, you get back on it and it goes away. So it's, I think something is wrong with the rear, with the transaxle or the diff itself is my guess. Um, but so those are two different things though. The clunking yeah. versus the, well, he's, I think he's thinking it's the same thing. I think it's the same thing. Um, it's there's play in the, in the transaxle or in the actual differential. Hmm. And so when I let off, you know, it like it creates like basically lash in the, in the, in the diff there. And then you get back on it and then it like, there's enough play there, right, to where it's doing that. Um, but it's very, very noticeable. I can get around it if I feather the clutch. Um, if I drive it normally, it clunks. Um, and if I'm driving steady state, it's it sounds perfectly normal and it drives fine. It's only when I let off that I get that. And then when I get back on it that I get that. So it clumps, clunks both times when I let off and when I get back on it. Um so clutch is gnarly. I mean, we've I mean, already it could be a this. mount, right? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it could Those be the CVs, right? I mean, it could. I mean, I need to go under there. I haven't looked. I don't know, so I have, like that. A CV I have a similar thing. I have a similar thing. When I'm, if I'm, it's pretty slight. But if I let off or 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 jab on the throttle, you you can kind yeah. of feel the 
diff moving a little bit. Totally. I think it's yeah. just worn out bushings. I've I've had that a ton before. Yeah, yeah. diff mounts on Audis and BMWs. Yeah. And but all see, that. that's what I think. It could be the clutch because just having that, it like transfers everything back to that, and you're not like filtering. Right. I mean, it could still be that. It could still be that. So I need to do some research and see if there's a way to inspect the clutch uh, for that da- or for that failure. Right. Um, before I somebody die, who I knows. down the line, I know there is a hole you could look, and I think you could check if it has a rubber center clutch or not. Yeah. So you could probably see that. I don't know. Yeah. I know that I I've seen the um, the uh, write up for uh, checking your diff or sorry your clutch material. Where. Go to Clark's Garage. That guy has everything, yeah. But he died last, like... Oh, really? A year ago or six months? Yeah. Oh, gnarly. What'd you see yeah. it on Red List or something? Yeah. Or something? yeah. Um, that guy basically wrote everything yeah. for these things. Um, but yeah, I did... On Clark's Garage, I saw that there's a way to inspect the material on, on the clutch based on, you know, the input shaft or some shit when you step on the clutch. I can't remember. But I don't know about the actual failure in the middle. So, um, cause yeah, it's, it's a really weird thing. People have to look this up. It's hard to describe without, like, showing you, but... So we'll see. If it's a clutch, that's a super expensive repair. So yeah. what is that? Two grand at least? Two twenty five hundred bucks? All in? I was looking at the clutch replacement. If I were to do a non rubber center. Like six hundred bucks? Yeah, seven fifty is what I saw yeah. uh for everything. And then plus fourteen. Yeah, and then you're looking at like at least fourteen hundred dollars in labor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's not cheap. And this is why these cars, you know, for a long time were junked or just sat in yards and like so I have to make a decision, you know, it's like I do I fix it? <laughs> I mean, and, and throw this money at it or do I sell it as is and get something else? I don't know. Like it's, it's all happening right now. Yeah. So I, I literally, this happened on the way down here. And so this is like, what, and exactly what you said, dude, the car's not worth, like if this car was worth 12 grand, it would yeah. be easy. Right. Or if it yeah. was worth whatever, 15, mm-hmm. it'd be an easy decision. But yeah. because it's like in that, weird little area yeah. you're kind of like eh. yeah and the thing is i'm still like given what i paid like if i do this i'm still in the break-even zone like i would basically break even at break even at that point i think um and, which is fine and even at the you know if i throw a little more money at it and if i lose money you know let's say i lose a thousand dollars at the end of the day it's it's fine you know but um it's a weird place to be you know i, I didn't expect it to happen so i that, I, yeah. I really don't know i mean i i'm gonna go and inspect it and see what's going on. Uh, we were joking earlier uh, that you kind of almost want it to be the transaxle because you can get a good used one for about like you know six seven hundred bucks, and uh, that's a much easier job than replacing the clutch. Like it's just at the yeah, that's just and, like an afternoon or whatever you know. Yeah, so um, you, in an odd way, you almost want to replace your transaxle over the clutch because you know you have the torque tube that runs to the back. Um, and the 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 main thing that is confusing for me right now and the reason i'm even like doubting the clutch thing uh, at all is that the slack is front to rear like it's very obvious slash in the drivetrain forward to rear so it's that's what makes me think it's a transaxle problem because um like you know you think that you would just hear a clunk or you would feel like a like almost like when you have a bad like so it's it's not engagement it's front to rear so when i when it engages uh and when it disengages i get the front to rear clunk i know but Hmm. I see what you mean. It, or it could be both. You know, it could be that the clutch is exacerbating a bad issue because I'm getting yeah. the whining anyways. And so like, it's like maybe the diff was already yeah. on its way out and now it's I mean, the thing, it sounds like you need to replace your transaxle mounts and fill your diff with fluid. 
do a fluid flush. Yeah, I know. I haven't even looked. I mean, it could be fucking super low. Who knows, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I should check that. Uh, but yeah, that, that's so. Yeah, just coming down today. You yeah, know, that's that. Yeah, I can see how your mind would be racing. Yeah, and then I have to drive it but home at night right now. Given that the, uh, right. which is another thing. Like, I mean, I, I'm driving it. I'm gonna see what happens. So if it fails yeah. somewhere in the middle of the night on the way home, you got that Haggerty like, insurance, right? I do. Yeah, yeah. At least um, I get home. Yeah, that's, uh, it feels like just because that's such an expensive item, the clutch thing, like before you dive into anything, it's kind of just like hand it off to an expert. Yeah. Have them I mean, diagnose it. Some of these things you can look into though, right? Like, I mean, I, I, I hope, I mean, I want to, I want to, if I can your wheels a fair amount, you know, like you just listed three or four different things it could be. And it's like, so I mean, but getting it's it up like, on a rack and checking bushings and checking the, you know, through that little, view hole and knowing what to be looking for yeah. and measuring. That's like, fine. I mean, that's, that's, I, I, yeah, it feels to me like if it's going to, you know, if it's like potentially on the chopping block, like getting a professional opinion is, yeah. this is one of those times. But there probably is like, I mean, these cars, like there's so much stuff out there about them. Like yeah. where you kind of look up like some quick little things to check. You yeah. Know? It's like if I spend an hour, to, like, yeah, yeah. like literally. And then just, if you can't figure it out after yeah, that, then like, bring it to Jack it up. Person. And I, if, I, if I put it in neutral and if I, ro- let's say there's a, I rotate the CV one direction, one back. And if there's slack there, I can, you know, you can kind of start breaking it down. I mean, I, I, that I don't mind doing at all. I mean, and I actually, like we were talking about earlier, it's like, this is a learning experience, right? So like oh, if, yeah, if there's right. a way to there's figure that. out, like if there's a, 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 you know, if a clutch failure has happened without having to disassemble the car, like that's something that's great to know. And it's it might not be your last transactional car ever. So it yeah, might not be. be good yeah. To know. And yeah. It's, it's a weird thing too. Cause like I, I kind of do want to fix it though. Cause it's like, it's a good car. It's like mm-hmm. a nice example of it. And also like, because I still have room and you have shocks coming and you still haven't stuff. been able to like, Really yeah, I haven't been able to really enjoy really it. Thr- yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then it's like fresh and that adds a lot of value to this car, right? That is the one item that adds a lot of value to this car. So it's like, well, yeah, cause your timing belt and everything's already done. Yeah. So if you do the clutch, it's like, Oh, this car's good for another 20 years, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So for these cars, it's a really big deal. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll see. I might, I, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'll tell you that much. Like, that is definitely not something I'm willing to do. Hell no, um, dude. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. I, there's no, I mean, literally no time. Uh, right Bobby Reed's doing, doing his right now in his 944. That's gnarly. He, he had a picture of it on a lift and he said, first step, remove everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That sucks. I, yeah, I'm not going to be doing that. But, uh, so that happened. Um, otherwise the car's running fine. Shocks are still blown. And, you know, I do need to flush my brake fluid. I, I actually need to do an oil change now. I still have intention, the timing belt. Like there's all this other shit that needs to be done. So, um, we'll see if I can't figure it out, then, you know, there's going to be a lot of items to check off the list. Dude, I actually might need a timing belt job. Like you're coming up on it. I think so. 60,000 miles. Oh, well it's like a year thing. Right. Okay. And I've had my car for like five and a half years going on six years and I got the timing belt done like a year after I got it. Hmm. So I'm I'm going on like four and a half years. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I think I need to get the belt done. Do you know how so, many miles you've put on that car? I don't. My my odometer gear broke yeah. too. And I've been meaning to get the it's the little tiny gear. I just need to yeah. replace it. Um 
I have no idea, dude. I, I'm guessing I was commuting in it a lot too, like at least once a week. Yeah. Which racks up some good miles. I'm guessing at least 30,000 miles. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause you've driven dude. it more than, yeah. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't like your sole commuter, which no. means 10 a year, but you know, well, but my then, sole commuter was getting 30 something thousand a year. Yeah. Um, and then I was commuting in it at least once a week, which is a hundred and thirty miles a week, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least, and then I would drive it every weekend, all that stuff. You've driven it to L.A. a few times, yeah. and on the rallies and yeah. other people's rallies. I've, I've put over forty thousand about. Yeah, it's cool. Which is right around the time that the time only used to go, anyways. Right? Yeah, 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 dude. Um, um, so, art, uh, are you? Can you envision? Um, like a long-term rally car, like Lane's got. Not what really. that might be, or or is your vision kind of like keep cycling through stuff and trying different things as as you go? Or I think Cause so. There, because there is an element that's kind of fun where, you know, Lane's talking about trying to figure out his trunk for getting the all the gear set up and you know, yeah. drilling the holes for the oil cooler, which is like super specific, and you know, the brake ducts just because he's been on a rally and like that. That is like a fun part of it is for sure. slowly yeah. improving it. But if you don't have the opportunity to do that, like I, I could see how, you know, I know your ways of course, and I could see how you might look at that and kind of want to do the same thing where you, maybe you yeah. have one car in your stable that is a, a, an older non capable rally car, you know, not super capable, not over the top performance, right? Just like so, a yeah, fun DWA rally yeah. car that, yeah. you know, you can kind of keep, while you cycle through other ones or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Also. Yeah, I, I could be down with that. Um, I think your S600 or something. Damn, that would be crazy. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed driving the M Coupe on the rallies. Uh, yeah. like, I mean, that, that was car, a really great car. I think it's pretty, I, like, ideal for all the types of the stuff or types of roads we do. And it's yeah. like, it's not crazy fast, but it's like pretty quick and like, um, yeah, I mean, I think that car would be awesome to have as like a dedicated toy for that. Um, yeah, that'd be a, it'd be super cool to see a rally version of that. You know, like yeah, with all I the don't, little I don't even know what it would be because it's like, yeah, like it doesn't really need all that stuff. Like, like yeah. out of the box, you know, it just needs tires and brakes. Um, yeah, it could be you know better seats. Your nine nine three was a good one. Yeah, nine nine three was great, but I feel like that the M coupe was kind of my favorite. Um, I really like driving that car. Um, and I could see, I would, I, w- I was even looking like a while back. I was like, damn, you know, like even like, um, like a three liter, like a non M right. would be super rad. Yeah. Uh, and doing something with that, you know, I mean, yeah. it's essentially the same car. Uh, and that's yeah. a good motor too. It's, I think that's your motor. motor probably, yeah. It's your yeah. motor. Yeah. M52. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, I mean, uh, yeah, like I think an A86 would be <clears throat> too slow, probably. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I still have yet to drive. Like the other thing is also, it's a solid rear axle car, which I I feel like I like kind of don't want to do that. Like I mean, I know a lot of people are out there on the rallies doing that, but um, this one wouldn't have mattered. But some of the roads, like you know, just yeah, I feel like it just wouldn't be that enjoyable. Like I like articulation. I like the car to move around. Like even driving down today, like with my blown ass like shocks, I ended up taking the alternate route, and it's like a really bumpy, twisty mountain road, and. I like that. It adds another element of, of, you know, the driving dynamics to, to the whole experience, right? Yeah. Where normally, you know, it's like yeah. a smooth, fast road is cool, but like 
knowing where the bumps are too over time, you know how to take a specific bump and then how yeah. it like unsettles or how it like messes with the chassis. And so just expecting them and doing all that is really fun too. So, um, <coughs> I like that I answer know. though. The yeah. M M coupe. I like that. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Right now, I'm just like, my mind is like so like frazzled. It's like I'm driving down here. I'm like, holy shit, this is happening right now. Like, could it be, could I be doing this whole clutch thing? Like, this is the thing that these cars fail on. Yeah. And that the thing that holds these cars back in many ways and blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, yeah, but we'll see. I need to do some diagnostics and uh, figure it all out here in the next week or so, hopefully. Yeah. I just, I think you just have to look at it that like, um, another car, the clutch job would cost you 900, you know, 800 bucks, let's say, mm -hmm. thousand bucks, whatever. Yep. This is costing you a little over double. It's like, big deal, dude. It's, it's like, it, it's a yep. wear item that just goes out and yep. it's, it is more money, but it's kind of like, I think it's like, uh, it's just the, the, the DIYness isn't there. Like yeah. a clutch, uh, you can do a clutch yourself, you know, like For sure. it isn't the end of the world. And like, uh, in this situation, it's like so daunting. It's like, God. And, and, it be, and then that adds another element of it, right? It's a mental thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, For it's sure. Less manageable and all mm -hmm. that. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know if I've said this already on the show, but, um, Jamie's 100% on board now on replacing the X1 with a Macan, which I really like. Oh, dude. So, Macans are the shit. So that's, that's coming up December. Nice. So our lease expires on the, on the X1 on De in December. And the plan is to get a lightly used Macan. Uh, nice. Just bases eyes. For some reason, I just love the Macan body style and size. Yeah, they're great. I don't they're know great. anything about them, honestly, but like, I don't know what motors. Yeah. I don't know how good they are or they're what. They're great. They just are cool looking. Yeah, I really like it's them. Like a, it's like a perfect setup for a rally raid machine. They are, yeah. Um, and, uh, she wants a white one, which I'm on board with too. So like, we're pretty aligned on this whole thing. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, and, and for the listeners, you know, it started off with a Range Rover Sport, which I was like not into. And, uh, you know, I was kind of throwing some other options out there and, uh, even potentially replacing it with like an X or X1 with an X3. And she's like, you know, I, I just, really like the way the Range Rover Sports look. And uh, then she was considering an XC90. Uh, and then out of the blue, she's like, oh, you know what? Like, what do you think of the Macan? I'm like, yeah, I've mentioned them before. But uh, she's like, yeah, I saw a white one, and I really like it. And we started looking into it a little bit more, and we're going to go test drive some next month. And um, hopefully that doesn't change anything. I don't foresee that um, being a deal breaker. Are you also looking at the bigger ones, like the Cayenne and stuff like that? No, she doesn't want a bigger one. Hmm. Yeah. She doesn't like big cars. Mm -hmm. So perfect. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty stoked on it. I mean, cause I get to drive it a ton, you know, and like I'll probably bring that down a lot. So you just need some braid wheels and some giant mud flaps. I do. Yeah. Get her down. And some KO2s that get uh bubbly sidewalls. Yeah. Heidi Subaru release is over in January as well. Uh -oh. That's coming up. And December. Yeah. So I don't know. Get her knee golf. Dude, I think we might just do like the Warren Matson thing and just get like an RX 300 or something. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's like you start to look at the payment and you're like, well, we just did the lease for three years. And at the end of it, we get nothing. We got to start over again. Yeah. Right. And it's like, 
the you know you drop nine grand on an RX three hundred and you're good uh, for. I'll drop fucking six grand on an RX three hundred. <laughs> I guess nine is what he did a little while ago. Maybe or? I don't know. Yeah, but um, and it'll be fine for a super long time. Yeah, totally hopefully. Mean, I mean, the kids are going to mess it up anyways. Yeah, the only thing that sucks is like I hate when height when like. Uh, she, you know, when she has a used car and she like goes to leave work and the battery is dead, mm. and then I have to deal with, you know, you have to deal with like replacing batteries and there stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know, like stuff like that on used cars where it's like yeah. yep. her new car, it's like both the that Subaru doesn't happen. Or Subaru and the Mazda have never been in the shop. We're never in the shop besides getting an oil change. No, like those cars have been perfect. Um. Because they're new cars, they're, right? Yeah, they're new. They're in and, their lifetime. Of, yeah, and yeah. you're just paying that $340 a month to, like, have a perfect car, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, which I think is worth it a lot of times. But, um, you know, at this point in our lives, I think it might be easier just to do that. Just buy a RX300 or something like that. I don't know what else. Mitsubishi Outlander. There you go. Or what about the Mazda? Whatever you had. Oh, CX-5? CX-5? Yeah, I wonder I mean, how much they are in the used right? market. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's kind of getting an older used car for cheap. Yeah. That because you're getting a luxury, a more luxurious car, it almost competes with a newer car. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the RX. Like the RX300 is pretty old at this point, though, right? Well, do they have more modern ones? I don't. Yeah. I don't RX350. Know that. Yeah. Then they make yeah. the brand new ones too. But oh, okay, yeah. But you know, if, say we're getting like a 2004 or 2000 whatever year. Yeah. Um, it'll because it's a luxury brand. It's yeah, gonna yeah. be like it competes up, with a more up, modern, with a more modern, cheaper brand. car. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, I wonder what a CX five used would cost right now because that was a really good car. Yeah, or she I mean, liked even it like a lot. the newer, like the newer version of that. Yeah, too. yeah. that's a nice car. Yeah, you can get it pretty heavily discounted since the new new one came out. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like there are so many cars in the five to ten range out there that you could just run for tens of thousands of miles, worry free. Like there, I feel like there's a huge used market. Uh, with potential good cars out there I don't know for like what, a while. Though. dude, like I mean, I don't know. There's like randomly get into like whatever the, the so Mazda made like a minivan thing. I forget what it was called. The MPV it was a small. No, not the MPV. It oh, was, they made the little mini. Was the, it, it was Mazda three or CX? No, it was like CX3. a three or something. Yeah, it was just called the Mazda three or something. Well, no, it wasn't it, the no, Mazda three. It's not the Mazda three. It's the so five? Mazda, Mazda five. five. Mazda five. Dude, I was looking at those for a little bit a little while it's ago, and it's like geekiest car ever. But it is sure. a three row. Yeah, it's a three row like mini minivan. Minivan car that you can get a manual transmission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those are really cool. <laughs> They're and, geeky as hell. Looking. And the most expensive yeah. one on freaking Craigslist is like six thousand dollars. Yeah, and like one hundred and thirty thousand miles or whatever. I'm yeah, totally yeah. pulling these numbers. No, out yeah, of my yeah, ass. yeah, yeah. But I mean, these it's like. Nobody is in the market to buy that thing. No, it's a but good car. But that's a great that, that thing yeah. would last for easily Probably, for sixty thousand yeah. miles, right? Yeah. And how long is it going to take Heidi to yeah. put sixty thousand miles on? Yeah. Her? And so, yeah. like, you know, that's one random example. But like, what other ones are there out there? For sure. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of bad. I know that there are plenty of bad ones. Like, you know, whatever yeah. uh, bad transmissions on Honda Odyssey. Or yeah. Yeah. Sportage. Whatever, but, yeah. yeah. Sportage. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, I feel like you can lowball some people with these random cards that nobody would ever think of, and that I think totally that is fine, the right? that is the trick. It's like going off brand. Yeah, it's like you don't want to go after civics or Subarus. Yeah, or Subarus. You want to go like yeah. with the Nissan, Mazda or the Mazda. Nissan or yeah, yeah, something like Hyundai. that. Hyundai. Or even Lexus in a lot of cases or something, you know, right. I think. I think yeah, getting, well, because then you're getting into the luxury car. Yeah. You're off brand by going use luxury in yeah. any way. Yeah. And you're going to get deals there. Right. Where, like, you're going to pay the same as someone's paying for a Camry. Right. You know, the Toyota equivalent, but you're getting the Lexus. Yeah. Like, for a while, Land Cruisers were more expensive than the, than the LX, Lexus. whatever, yeah. right. 470s or whatever right. they were. And I think it's just a product of people being like, oh, Land Cruiser is the one. Yeah, they just yeah. don't know that. It under- has the reputation, right? Right. Yeah. Um, I didn't do any trivia, and I was meaning to do it. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even think about it. Um, what? What? How about we could do this trivia? We no, Warren. We could guess where Warren is right now. <laughs> <laughs> But that's I was not actually like frantically at looking at new Corvette information and see if Oh could. right. That was a big so we didn't all we didn't mention Oh, did you guys talk about cars and coffee? Or yeah, morning motors? Oh you bit, did last yeah. week, yeah. With uh, uh Clark. Actually I looked up Cor- I was so bummed to miss that Clark one. I looked up Corvette sales numbers, but they weren't very exciting. Because I wanted to, like, throughout its its lifetime, yeah. I wanted to, like, come up with something there. Yeah. And um, that's as far as I got from looking at trivia because I was looking at it, and it was, like, it was always from, like, twenty to 50,000 cars a year. Consistent, huh? And it's just, like, the new, when the new version comes out, they sell 40 to 50. Yeah. And then it kind of tapers off, and then the new one does the same, and it's, it like, it's really consistent. Really curious to see how it compares with the new one, then, like C8. Yeah, see what that does. Because right now, obviously, it's. Not I think it's like how many can they build? You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, if, so the embargo was lifted, right? So yeah. all reviews are out. I haven't really read any, except for our buddy Jason Camisa mentioned a thing or two. I think. Maybe he didn't, <laughs> no, maybe he didn't. Maybe I'm tripping. No, he's definitely mentioned a few things, and he wrote an article for Road and Track. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's supposed to be here next week to talk about the C8. Oh, really? Yeah. So <laughs> we have a, we have someone else on the show next week. Uh, we do, but maybe we can do another show. Oh, maybe we can. Yeah, yeah. that could work. Um, Dueling podcasts. Yeah. Well, I, said, I think that's um, a show. But I don't actually have anything to say. Well, we went so long enough, so no trivia. Guess what shirt Brian's wearing. I know the answer. How many wolves? <laughs> um, no trivia. Or do you have trivia? We're trivia. Okay. Trivia listen, Seattle. <laughs> I don't know how to do Oh, I, I, I have I have trivia for you guys. I'm gonna get it. Let me grab it. Ugh. Oh shit, here we go. All right. <clears throat> we have these giant Kit Kats that our buddy Tom gave us. Um, they're Kit Kat XLs. And I'm going to ask you guys how many calories are in this Kit Kat? Was this one giant one that yep. I just ate a whole Is one it, of? Yes. How many servings in it? <laughs> and that I ate a whole one of? How many servings are in it? Um, 
four servings per container <laughs> or one. <laughs> so calories for the whole container. Yeah, each serving is three fingers. Oh. They call them each fingers. I ate more than three fingers. So there's four servings. And, uh, and I'm going to say all together, how many are there? I'm doing math right now. 700 calories. That's a good guess, Brian. 1,100. Whoa, dude, that's like super gnarly guess, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't, it just seems... Why is that? Wait, is Lane still doing math? It um, seems super unhealthy. What did you say, Brian? 700 calories. 640 calories. Dang, oh, killing it. It's not that bad, bad huh? Calories. It's not that bad. Um, sugar, let's, let's do some sugar. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's say saturated fat. Pounds percentage of daily. Percentage of daily. Yeah, for, for the whole thing. The whole thing. 50. 70. 112. Holy Whoa, shit. Oh, <laughs> shit. It's six grams per serving. Dang. So 24 grams of fat. Okay, how many grams of sugar? All right. Sugar is total sugar. Hey, total sugar for this entire thing. Okay. Okay. For an XL. Oh, I I it's called a percentage for the sh- a percentage of sugar of daily allowance. 300%. 220. 116. For the whole thing? Yeah. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> It's um, it's sixty four grams of sugar. That's a lot of sugar. That's like two sodas, like two coke, two cokes, two, yeah, 12, two 12 ounce, ounce cokes. cokes. Yeah, dude, that's less than a big gulp. That's uh, big gulp is horrible. Yeah, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> I've seen people fucking go crazy on those. You've seen those gulp be gulped down in yeah. big gulps. Okay, um, so Warren, Warren. I was just asking him where he was because he's... He's off the clock. He's off the clock. Yeah, so you saw that text from him. Yet he sends me a trivia, personally. What? Not on the thing. Yeah. Okay, so you can question us. Yes. What is the world record, Guinness Book, world record for largest avocado? Oh, in pounds? Uh, Yes, in pounds. Heaviest avocado. So what do you think the average avocado is? Like half like a pound? Quarter pound or this is the record set December thirteenth, twenty eighteen. I'm gonna say six pounds. Sixteen pounds. Five point six pounds. <laughs> oh, that was a wild, aggressive guess. I was Carter. thinking a big old melon, watermelon size thing. Watermelon size thing. A watermelon. You think a watermelon weighs sixteen pounds? No, <laughs> it's a big How much watermelon. Does a big watermelon weigh. I don't know. I'm hey, well, you get one trivia. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's a show. All right, later. thanks for listening. Um, Morning Motors, November third. That's a Sunday at the old Wrigley Building here on the west side of Santa Cruz. And we miss you, Warren. Obviously, we're falling apart here. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.
patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Go check us out on Patreon and become a patron of our podcast where you can get exclusive weekly podcasts from us that average around 25 to 45 minutes. We have about 55 of them up on there and we do them every week. Uh, we also give you discounts on rallies. Also, first chance to get on the rallies, which uh, this last one or this upcoming rally sold out within nine hours. And it's a it en- ended up being a patron only rally. Uh, yeah. And we give you uh, sticker packs and some other stuff. So go join us. Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thanks. We really appreciate it.